wake up and get out of bed. Don't delay your sleepy head. Grab a seat on the couch. Listen to what we're talking about in a Saturday morning pajamas. Hello and welcome, Port Supper Bowl of Cereal. Grab a spot on the couch and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax, and I have a special treat for all of my listeners today. In honor of the United States celebrating Thanksgiving last week, while a lot of really gnarly political stuff was going on, which we're not going to get into because this is a happy place, AJ and I decided it would be great to sit down with the supreme Thanksgiving classic movie. No, not Home Alone, which the TV stations decided was going to be a Thanksgiving movie when I was a youngin'. No, we are talking about the 1993 classic Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law, you may be thinking, why does that sound familiar? Well, think of this movie Jerry Duty. Who did that star? Polly Shore. Who does Son-in-Law star? Polly Shore. Notice the theme? Hopefully not, because this movie is actually a lot better than Jerry Duty. This might actually be the best one, in my humble opinion, and I hope yours too. So, without further ado, we're going to hop over to Jaxie in the past and AJ talking about Son-in-Law. What's up, buddy? Buddy? Munch on some grindage. Oh, God, really? <sighs> grindage? Really, you're gonna go there, grindage. You can always we can always talk about the four basic food groups, burritos. Wrong movie. Oh, oh, really? Because it had Link in it. Doesn't count. Oh, we're recording. Shit. Yeah. Hi. 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 This is Jax. This is AJ. And we just watched the Thanksgiving animal classic, Son-in-Law. Yes, and just call it the animal classic. I think that's- annual. Oh, annual. I thought you said the animal. Weasel. No, no, no. No. Yeah. Yes, we watched the annual Thanksgiving classic, Son-in-Law. For those who don't know, or maybe have born within the last 20 years, because <laughs> this movie came out in July of 93. This is, Wait, wait. This came out in... What is it with movies and marketing in the wrong time frame? This is a movie starring Polly Shore, or the Weasel... And and the weasel was very big in the early to mid nineties, and much hated during that period too. Yes, um, you may recall us talking about him a bit during Jury Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, this movie is one of I would say the top two Polly Shore movies. The other one being, of course, Encino Man. I don't know. I can think. I can automatically think of four Polly Shore movies that I love. Go, Son-in-Law, Encino Man. Biodome, and In the Army Now. True. Okay. So if I have to rank these, for me personally, it's going to go Encino Man, Biodome, then Son-in-Law. I need to rewatch them again because, as a kid, I loved Biodome. I know it's awful, but I loved Biodome. So I'd have to rewatch them again to reclassify them, but as of currently, my st- my my scale stands at Biodome, Encino Man, Son-in-Law, and uh, what did I say last one? In the the Army Now. And Jury Duty is last in whichever order you put these in. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, by me putting those in that order, that's in no way me saying that I disliked Son-in-Law or I dislike In the Army Now. It's just saying, my memories of those movies, I love those two so much more. The bad part for me is, I did see Biodome within the last, say, two years. 
Instinct Young Man, it's been a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. I know that one's a classic. And The Army Now, it's been a few years. Um, and I'm just going that as being less memorable, which is why it's a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. But Sunlaw, I had record this off of TV when we had one of the free preview weekends, so it got watched a lot. All right. So, now for those... It's already been three minutes, and we still haven't said what the movie's about, so for those who don't know, we should probably give you a little bit of a rundown. There will be some spoilers, but come on. You're you're going to watch it anyways. We know you are. It's on Netflix right now. When we're done, just go. Or we could just give you the full Polly Shore experience and talk about nothing for the next hour, and then say, go see the movie. True. But I still want people to have an idea. Basic idea. Yeah. So... We have, this movie stars a girl named Rebecca. Um, what other stuff was I telling you that she was in? She was the voice of the ship in um, Batman vs. Superman. As well as Man of Steel. Yeah, and she was um, oh, she was someone. She was someone's girlfriend or something. And I think what you said... Yeah. I don't what? remember. She, she's she, been a few things. Yeah. She's been in a lot of stuff. It's just she's never been that one lean actress, but she's mm-hmm. been in a lot of things. So... Good actress. Uh, her name is Carla uh, Gugino? G-U-G-I-N-O? I don't know. I did, Anyways. I, you're the one that knows all the, gets all these trivia facts before the movie. I'm not the one who does yeah. that. So, I'm the one who finds out over time and then stores them in his brain like a locker. <laughs> yes, but can I remember to let the dog out of her pen once we finish dinner? No. Can I remember to, you know, of when appointments are? No. But do I remember how to beat The Legend of Zelda? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a, If you're interested at all, that's a current thing in our lives right now. We've been watching a lot of um, Legend of Zelda Let's Plays because it's a thing right now for people to be playing randomized Legend of Zelda. And by randomized, we mean you are sitting there and you... There's a special mod, I won't find this, mm-hmm. where it will... It can, like, randomize where the levels are. It can random... This guy, Pro Jared, on YouTube. Yeah. Moron. Um, but... Oh, he's not a moron, but he's... He, it's one of those things Memory where... Memory of a gnat. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, you gotta keep in mind, we're sitting there, we're observers. We're not the ones playing this. Yeah. He basically... He switched almost every single thing to randomize. So, not only are the locations of the dungeons randomized, but they're randomized with the locations of all the secret... Um, Caves and shops and little like pay all, for their all, door yeah, repair. All, pretty much all entrances are randomized, As so a, you can find you can find World Nine in a bush that you have to burn over two screens away from your starting point. And then what you and then the the rooms and the levels are randomized, and the main bosses are randomized, and then where the Triforce and the heart is randomized in the level, and then even more so, the, is items, the items are randomized. So, completely. like, for example, the raft might be in level 6, and the boomerang might be just be sitting somewhere in level 8, and someone might miss it, and it might be bothering me. <laughs> or, you know, the silver arrows are on that one little platform at the very far right of the screen by the coast... You know, where that heart container normally is. So you get two heart containers in one world. Yeah. So... Anywho. We digressed. So anyways, there's this girl named Rebecca. Rebecca's <laughs> a farm girl from South Dakota. And she's valedictorian. You know, really sheltered. Really naive. I don't want to say sheltered, but she's very... She's she, daddy's little angel. She she doesn't know much of the big city. So she's just a poor little farm girl. This, well, this is the... This Ni- is the theme of the entire movie. Is naive. 
And plus, this is 1993, so internet wasn't big then, so it's not like she had these extra ways to go and learn about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I doubt her dad was paying for cable. Well, at that, truthfully, considering where they live, it's not going to be cable. He would have to pay for satellite, so I doubt he's paying for the big-ass satellite dish True. in 1993. So, Becca gets to, gets to go to school. She's going to, we, we're guessing, UCLA, because we know it's in Los Angeles area school. It's either UCLA or USC. Or they just made up a damn school for the hell of it. Yeah. So, she's going to school out there, and her, she's you know, very naive. There's people, are, thing, people are, there's a bunch of different types of people. Um, they dress her, differently. Her it, room is, her roommate is shock upon shocks, a lesbian. Oh. Yes, and then... Which actually, for 1993... Kind of Actually, is kind of shocking. <laughs> yeah. Well, they would do a full-on, like, uh, tongue-kissing, French-kissing in front of Becca's parents when they're checking her in. That wasn't French-kissing, but that was oh, okay. a very I... deep kiss. Okay, maybe I was also playing on my phone during the movie. I didn't see exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I was, I was very much like the kid from Sandlot in this scene. Dad, Dad, give me the camera. Yeah, the kid who played Ham in... Um, Sandlot, he was the little brother in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, basically, she's... Things are moving a little quicker. She's living in a co-ed dorm. Things are going all this way. She's at school for two months. She's never left campus. She's really frustrated. Things are different. She's not really fitting in. She's not really making friends. And the resident advisor, named Crawl, played by Paula Crawl. Shore... Crawl. Yeah, you he, said you, you said Crawl. That's it. My mistake. Crawl. Because he's not Crawl the Conqueror. No. He's Crawl. Because that's how he would get home for most days from to his dorm. Um, he takes her out. And they like instantly become best friends. They <laughs> She cuts her hair, dyes her hair, gets a tattoo, changes how she dress, changes her attitude, just changes completely in a month. And then it's time to go home for Thanksgiving. Crawl has nowhere to go. She takes him home with her. Mm-hmm. Hilarity ensues. Yes, and we find out during the movie that the reason she takes him home with her is to essentially guard herself from her boyfriend, who she doesn't want to be her boyfriend anymore, from actually proposing for, to her. And She's grown. She wants more out of life than just a little farm girl, and that's yeah. what's, you know, so a lot of stuff in there. Um, other people you may know in this movie is Tiffany Amber Thiessen, mm-hmm. uh, also known as Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. and she's also the wife of the cop in the show uh, Blue Collar. Oh, right. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. So, that's a little bit for more... A second, I, for a second, I thought you were going to go as far as saying she was in Sharknado or something. Probably. Everybody's in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... You know, it, this movie in itself, it, it's a cute little romp. Like I said, the kind of theme of the movie is naivete. Because it, 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 a lot of the jokes, especially early on in the movie, are really just kind of very naive in the way they present them. And Because and, you're looking at this now, it, there are certain jokes in this that are kind of cringy now. That you're looking at and you're going, that's kind of really damn sexist. Yeah. And, or... The fa- or the fact that the major end conflict, you know... Involves liar, date rape drugs. Yeah, liar revealed storyline involves date rape drugs and no one gets arrested. Yeah, and it's like, th- this could go so differently and mm-hmm. there's just so many things and we'd like to say it's back in a simpler time, but I think, part of me thinks that the 
movie the way they the producers, directors, editors played it to the nativity just so they could get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. But part of me also believes, no, they know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, conning y'all. True. And truth be told, you know, like I said, a lot of people, especially during this time, really detested, you know, uh, Polly Shore because they thought he was annoying. And you know what? I could I could definitely see that when because he, he kept... He essentially had a um, a persona that he played when he was a VJ for MTV mm-hmm. that they kept carrying on into every single movie, and it was the same character he played in every single movie. He was that annoying fuck-up mm-hmm. who, you know... It's not that he just wanted to party, it's just that he wanted to be happy in life, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't all worried about, thing, about this or that or really serious. And that's why I think the other movies... When you look at all the other Polly Shore movies, a lot of people really kind of dislike Polly Shore. This movie, you can kind of get behind him because in all those other movies, it's more like he's thinking more about himself mm-hmm. than anything else, except for Encino Man. But yeah. He's he's thinking more about himself than anything else, and then once he, then he finds out something about himself and starts thinking about other people or whatever. This in movie... In this movie, he's just, he's an all-around kind of good guy, if albeit a little wacky. Yeah, he. My opinion on why this movie works so much better than mo- most of the others is that it's more of an ensemble. He's not the main character carrying the movie. He doesn't have a sidekick. It's not him being the major focus. We have we actually get character development from a lot of different people, mm-hmm. and so think of it like the Family Matters effect, where Steve Urkel on his own super annoying, but when you put him with the family. He it, it softens the blow. Yeah, he has that straight man to work off of. Exactly. In this movie, the great thing is, it starts out where everyone's a straight man, and then slowly, everyone he takes else. over, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> True. <laughs> he does kind of take over that entire family and turn them into little... Um... Weasels. <laughs> yeah. He gets them to loosen up. Yeah. But, I mean... Ha- okay, and the thing is, with it, watching this movie as an adult... Having grown up on a farm, I can definitely see certain things about the way he acts and everything that would just piss me off being on, you know, being on the farm. It's like, are you kidding me? But he never been on a farm before. Yeah, but that doesn't excuse some of the things that he did. For example, there's one scene where he's learning how to be a farmer. And he, on his own, decides to go, what's under this covering? At the thresher? Yeah, it's a thresher. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. And he's playing around the music, and he's just playing on. There's like a little gear shift. He's playing it's like a little um, mm-hmm. joystick from an air, a jet fighter, and the thresher starts moving. He doesn't notice. The, 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 my, the main thing is he doesn't notice when the engine turns on. If you've ever been on any kind of farm equipment, the moment that engine turns on, because it has to have a lot of horsepower, you're going to feel it. <laughs> yeah, those things I've... I've not really been on... I've been... I know a little bit about farms and such. I never actually lived on one, but I know I've been camping. I've been on, like, a bunch of field trips and stuff growing up, and, like, I visited the farm. Um, little stuff, but I have a very good idea. You're going to know when that thing moves. Yeah. You're going to feel it, because it's going to... Things those big are going to have vibrations. Not just the vibrations. That's going to give you a jolt the moment it moves. Yeah. I'll give you a... Because it takes... 
I think they said it was like a, in '93. They said it was like a quarter million dollar machine. Yeah, that's so <laughs> something, and that's something that big and heavy is gonna need to have a thrust when it gets going. Yeah, and, well, and here's the th- and here's another thing. The, and it's not just the fact that he doesn't feel it when it starts moving. When it's revealed that it starts moving, he just goes along with it and keeps riding it. I immediately, the moment you know, if say when the cover comes off and you see that you're moving, moving, even if you didn't notice that you started moving, turn off the engine. Yeah. Or at least act scared, like, oh shit, how do I turn it off? Yeah, especially since you don't know how to drive it. Though he picks up how to drive it very well, because he manages to write his name in the cornfield. To be fair, movie logic. Yeah. I'll, Holly Shore movie logic. I see it, and I think of the Aerosmith video for crazy, because that's what happened. Because that tractor in that video did it all on its own. i never it, seen crazy. I will show that to you later. No, I know I know of the song, of course. I'm, I, I'll show you the video later. Yeah, it's one It's one of the three, um, what's her name? Alicia um, Silverstone. Alicia, Alicia Silverstone videos where it got kind of creepy because it also had his daughter in there. Yeah, this is the one where they at some point are strippers? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Direct your daughter to be a stripper. Yep. Though and I doubt he was on set for that. Anyways. <laughs> okay, we digress. So, the, um... The movie itself, like I, like I was saying, really decent movie. Um, there, there, like I said, there's a lot of naivete to it. Um, but you know what? If, if you you got to take it with a grain of salt. It was it's done in '93. It was kind of a you hate to say it's kind of a different time back then. You're able to get away with a few more of those kinds of jokes and things like that. Yeah. Like a, a lot of talk about teat squeezing. Yeah. Well, I look at it and. It's only rated PG-13. And part of me goes, only PG-13. But that part of me goes, why PG-13? Because I know things can be so much worse. It's, I think a lot of stuff... It was, it was, it was a lot of language and um, Im- implica- implying things. Yeah. Well, today I could almost see it coming through... I think a lot of the stuff went over the heads of the MPAA. And that's why they didn't flag more stuff for their notes for the, you know... If you want this rating, you mm-hmm. need to do this or that. But the MPAA, even back then, wasn't anywhere near as psychotic as it is now. Yes. Luckily, we're not a movie, so we can call them that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can. They can be as. I'll call them it my entire life. They're psychotic. Yes. They, they, it, it, their app. Their standards are absolutely re freaking ridiculous. Yes. One of the best movies I ever saw was called "This Film Is Not Yet Rated." And it was a documentary about the MPAA, and mm-hmm. people, like, looked into it, and there's interviews with, like, the guys from South Park and all that. And for some... And I saw it, like, years ago on, like, Showtime or Stars or something. And for some reason, mm-hmm. I now can't find a copy anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not streaming on Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, or anything. And there's no copies on Amazon. Isn't there... Jeez, I wonder. Isn't there a part in that documentary where essentially they reveal, it's like, okay, you can show a pair of tits for three seconds... And still get this rating, but if you show it for four seconds, it's going to be an NC-17. Something like that, and there was something about uh, a guy was going down. Our girl goes on our guy, fine. But if it's a girl, oh no, we can't have that. Yeah. Um, I know Maria Bello isn't complaining because you saw her pubic hair in one scene, and they were treating it much harsher than another movie when there was another scene with a man, and it's like, why? This is, this. why is it okay for a guy, but not for me. Probably a lot more, it was probably treated a lot more harshly than when Viggo Mortensen was fighting in the nude. Probably. Something like that. I don't remember, but... Yeah. Anyway, we digress. 
as a lot of Polly Shore stuff does. Yeah, that, that, oh. that's the, that's one of the problems with this movie is that it. This one actually stays on the rails pretty well. Polly Shore movies in themselves kind of tend to go off the rails at points. Yeah. It's not like Family Guy bad, like let's say cutting away to a gag. And but, here's Conway Twitty. Yeah, but it's but it does kind of have that like it meanders. Yeah. This one, they had a solid... They did it really solidly. Um, there's a few more... I don't want to say big name, but actual names in this one. Um, well, like oh, the guy who played her boyfriend. He was... Um, he said he was in something big. What was it? Boyfriend? We're going to Google so you can just wander around and chat for a second. Yeah, so... Anyway, while she f- finds that out, you know... They there's... This... The one thing I do have to say that I really kind of dislike about this movie is the villains in this movie. The villains are mean just to be mean. There's really no, absolutely no, um, what's the word, motivation behind their being mean other than revenge or just not liking the city boy. So, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things. <laughs> there's a lot of things in that. Oh yeah, that's that's right. He was the um, he was the boyfriend in Teen Witch. So you know, and that on IMDb, that is in his known for section. So you know, he's been to bigger, better places. Yeah. Anyway, um, all in all, again, pretty decent movie, pretty decent cast, um, some cringeworthy jokes. If you want to kind of look back at it as a 1990s movie and just go. Oh, God, why, why, why? But still, you know, if you saw us when you grew up in the 90s and you saw this, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. If you have kids, especially tweens and teens, oh my God. show it to them and make them cringe. Oh, my God. I, 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 I want to my, make my nieces and nephews sit in front of watch it this. to your brother's uh, profile on Netflix and the watch list. Yes. And then tell your brother. Yes, I'm going to tell him, look. Polly Shore Marathon. Show the kids. <laughs> um, uh, I looked up as well since I was online. The girl who plays Rebecca, she was Sally Jupiter, Silk Spectre in the Watchmen movie. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, she was also in someone named, coincidentally, Rebecca in Night Museum, the first one. Mm-hmm. And she okay. was Lucille in Sin City and Emma in San Andreas. Oh, okay. So she's had a pretty decent career past this movie. Yes. So she's done pretty well, and... It kind of varies for everybody in the movie what what they've done, but yeah, definitely something to check out. Oh, and let's also let's also bring up this is one of the many Flea guest stars. Yes, he was in Flea. If you don't know, is the was it Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes, he was the drummer or the bassist. Uh, I think it was the drummer, but Flea. Yeah, he was a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's you know. He's done a lot of little things. Uh, most most people our age might remember him as doing the voice of the little wild boy from the Wild Thornberries movie. Danny. That's right. So. Um, I remember him, sadly enough. If you ever saw the movie with, um, oh, what's his name? Um, he- what? Sorry, we're looking at IMDb and seeing what he's in now. And I just saw that he was in Inside Out. I want to know who he was in Inside Out now. Mind Worker Cop Jake. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. And he was Fear in the Riley's First Date short. 
<laughs> wait, wait, he did the voice of fear in Riley's first date? Yes. Or he did the fear from the kid's mind? In the boy's mind. Okay. <laughs> um, awesome. He was in the Big Little Bus. Okay. Yeah, see, this this pot, this little review has now turned into us just looking at IMDb, looking at things that actors have been in. Okay, so there was a movie that came out in the 90s called The Chase. came out in 94. It starred Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. Oh, God. You'll know one. Christy Swanson as the girl who played Buffy in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Um, plot and of that movie, basically a guy takes girl hostage and they go on a cop chase and, and she falls in love with him they have sex while he's driving the car yes from the cops on the highway so he kidnaps her and she gets stockholm syndrome this is this movie um but basically flea was in there as uh you'll as i just described the scene now basically these guys in like a giant like lifted like we're talking monster truck tires cop truck decide they're gonna try and save the day um, but somehow there was also a van, a truck on the freeway hauling, um, corpses for medical science research, whatever. And something happened where the bodies fell out. And so there's corpses all over the freeway. And this is supposed to be a funny scene. <laughs> um, and there's a fire, the explosion. I'm pretty sure the flea character got killed or something. Yeah. What the fuck? So I think I know a movie for another episode. <laughs> Okay, so future episode, we're going to watch The Chase. Anyway, so my recommendation, go see this movie. It's on Netflix for free to watch if you have a Netflix subscription. It's probably somewhere else as well, and it's more than likely five bucks on um, Amazon or somewhere. Or you can find it in your local discount bin, most likely. Yeah, if you have a Rasputin's, um, use Music Store, use Movie Store, check them out. They are great. We have a couple around us, so we're very lucky. Yes. Um, but they have, like, the most amazing selection, and you find some great stuff, and a lot of cringe stuff, and you lose your paycheck there. But we have yet to find Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I checked there. It's out of print. They can't find it. I asked them. I searched the store. Nothing. So. Attack Killer Tomatoes. Uh, hey, if anybody knows where to find out, please leave a comment at the blog post at nonoms.net. Let us know where to find this, okay? Yeah, okay. So... I'm AJ. I'm Jax, and uh, that's it for Son-in-Law. Yeah, you have a great one. Bye, buddy. Buddy. All right, all right, all right. Now I want to thank you all for listening. I want to take a quick little peek at our friends at Insert Coin to Continue. They are a wonderful podcast, and I just feel like we need to show them some love. So let's hear it, guys. Hey there, Saturday morning pajamas. This is Whiskey TK. Jacob. <laughs> Cody. And it's your boy, JT. It's your boy. We are... Black market cheese. Did you die? Yeah, you do a segue, right? Got me. Settlers of Catan is different every time you play it. <laughs> so it's the most outrageous thing it's I've so ever out- seen. Insert coin to continue. Check us out on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can also contact us at credit number two continue on Twitter. And we're out. Let's hear it from my friends over at Insert Coin to continue. I hope you'll check them out when you're done here. And speaking of things to check out when you're done here, have you ever w- thought about listening to an audiobook? I know you have. Just not want to sink the money into it right away until you know if it's something you'll enjoy? Well, then I have a deal for you. Head over to audibletrial.com SMP and you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Details are at the blog post at nonoms.net. Okay, so... 
I want to thank all my listeners today from TuneIn, iTunes, Podbean Player, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and everywhere else across the great wide interwebs. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, and I don't know why I just clapped. <laughs> but I want to thank you all for listening. If you like the show even a little bit, why not consider becoming a Patreon? You can go to our website and check out the tip jar. There's also information at the blog post at nonoms.net. I want to give one more shout out for everyone listening today and let you know that I will be back next Saturday with a wonderful episode just for you. So stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe.